Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Every cowboy loves branding. You get to rope, you get to rope a lot, and, and it's just it's just one of those magical times. And, and um, I didn't grow up branding. Um, I was the resident bronc rider, and it seems like no matter how old I get, I'm like one of the youngest ones there. So I was always flanking, and, and the outfits that we came from, it, it, was, it was the old men. It was like Ty's age that, that, did, the brand, that did the roping. It was all them older fellas, you know, that, that couldn't flank anymore. And um, so I'm not real good at it. I've only done it ju- just a few times in the grand scheme of things. But Dale told me, he's like, he's like, get your horse, get in there and bring it. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. So, so now I, I get the chance to, you know, because before I'd do it at the end when you got all those squirrely ones that really know how to kick out of a loop. They've lasted through the whole branding. But this time I got to go in and cherry pick. Well, I'm not a very good cherry picker. It's what I figured out. And so I get in there and, and, and I start, you know, throwing some loops and, and it just, one of three things happened and one of those three things didn't result in a calf getting branded. And I, yeah, I, I was down there and I'd, I'd rope one and it'd just bounce off the side. So I'd build my loop up, I'd throw another one and it'd be really good and then I'd go to pull my slack up and they'd kick out. And then I'd go in there and I'd get another one and then I'd only catch one foot. So I'd have to let it go. And I finally got one roped and Jim Fawnin had one roped by the head and I had to let it go. It was the only good loop I threw all day and didn't get it, didn't get to take it. And Jim was like, sorry, Kevin, because they've been seeing me in there just struggling and struggling. And I, and I started getting infuriated. And, and, you know, if any of you know Gracie Lay, Clint Lay, Sue knows her because it's her granddaughter. That girl was out roping me <laughs> by miles. I mean, she'd just ride in there and whoot. She'd dally off and she'd ride off. And, and, and one, of my biggest, one of my biggest supporters was Leland. And Leland was in there. He's like, come on, Kevin, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. And, and I was proving him otherwise because I wasn't doing it by any means. And, and, I, and I'll never forget, Leland finally gets on his horse. His dad says, go rope. He walks in there. I kid you not, first loop. Whoop. And rides off. If Dale wouldn't have been there, I might have gone after him. He probably would have taken me, but I was still gone after him. So about halfway through this, I am frustrated and discouraged. If you have never been in a pen with five or six good cowboys, and everybody, you know, there, there's two Nord Forks out there, and that's, that's the way we were doing things, and so you only had to take two at a time, and you get in there and you take your turn and you miss, and then the next two people pick them up, and they go. And then you go in there, and you miss, and the next two people go in there, pick them up, and they go. And this goes on and on and on, and you're the only one sitting in there. You start feeling about this tall. Well, I was pretty good-natured about it for 30 or 40 seconds. And I'm human. And really bad thoughts and really bad words were kept in most of the time. The ones that escaped were, were inaudible. And so finally, I, I just had enough. I, w- I was getting to the point that I was getting mad. I mean, not just frustrated, I was getting mad. So I just rode out of the branding pen. And I walked over there and I tied my horse to the fence. And I walked over there to start helping on the ground. And Dale grabbed me on the shoulder and he goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm just getting frustrated and I can't, it's just not working. 
And he said, it ain't never going to work if you keep getting off. He said, go get back on your horse and get in there and do it right. He said, one of the things that you're doing wrong, he said, is you're not moving your horse's feet. I said, okay. He said, you're picking them up. You're roping just fine. But what you're doing is you're roping and you're holding it up, but you're not moving your horse and letting that rope slide through and then dallying, and you're doing everything right. But when you don't move your horse and you go to the horn, it sends a piece of slack down that rope and it just falls off. He said, you're roping fine. So get back in there and do it. So I was like, okay. And so Sonny was very encouraging and she goes in there. You know, she's like, get back in there. So I go back in there and I kind of calm down and I thank God for encouraging people. And I got back in there and Clint kind of came in there. And if any of you know Clint, I mean, him and Dale and, and all of them are just nearly automatic. They're automatic because they've done it a thousand times. They probably didn't get off their horse very many times like I did. But anyway, I got in there and Clint came in. He said, one of the things that you're doing wrong, he said, don't lean over. Because when you start missing, you think, well, maybe I'm too far away. Now, Fiona's only this tall. I don't know how much closer I thought I could get. But anyway, I, I kind of, and, and I didn't really realize that I was doing it till Clint said something that I was leaning over. And he said, when you lean over, you, you can't get that tip through. And, and it seems like if you lean over, you should be able to get it through even more to pick up those calves back hind feet, but it doesn't. And sure enough, I, I listened to Dale and what he said. I listened to Clint and what he said, and I started doing better. <laughs> I'm not going to say that suddenly I became Mr. Super Top Hand Brandon Pin Guy. But I started doing better. Have you ever been discouraged? Have you ever been, are you at that point now, at, at a point in your life that you're just like, I, I, I just want to quit? I don't want to do it anymore. I can't do this. It's too hard. Blah, blah, blah. Discouragement. The devil will want to keep you discouraged. And today we're going to learn three things that I learned from some good cowboys that I thank God for and cowgirls that showed me just how easy it is to get discouraged and how easy it is to find the cure for it. The first thing that I learned was when Dale said, go get back on your horse. Don't give up. And, and that's what Sonny said as I was walking out. She goes, don't give up. And, and, I, and I was. I was just at that point that the easiest thing to do was to give up. And if you are discouraged in your life and you just feel like you can't go on anymore, one way to not give up is really, really simple. It's to surround yourself with encouraging people. That was what was the most phenomenal thing about that day because it would have been, you could have made fun of me all day long, but nobody did. Dale and Clint and Sonny, even Leland and, and Jim and, and these other guys, man, every single one of them, Jim rode by me one time and he goes, if you think I haven't been there, you hadn't been cowboying very long. I mean, everybody was just encouraging. They were trying to help. And if you are feeling discouraged in your life, if you just find yourself like more times than not, just got the blues, got the rise, are you surrounding yourself with encouraging people? Because that's the kind of people that I want to be around. I don't want to sit around and, and, and hang out with people that complain all the time. Have you ever seen those kind of people? They're just right, 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 right. And just, I mean, it doesn't matter what happens. They're going to find something to complain about. You know what? You might have to let them go. Okay? You, you might just have to let them go. 
Surround yourself with encouraging people. Surround yourself with people that won't let you give up, that will encourage you, that will teach you. Stop comparing. Listen to this right here. Stop comparing your behind the scenes with every, everyone else's highlight reel. Does that make sense? Stop comparing your behind the scenes with everybody else's highlight reel. I mean, you, you know, if I was to compare myself to Grace, to Clint, to Ryan, to Jim, to Dale, to all of these people, if I was to compare myself, I'm going to come up short. But I'm not, they're no better than I am. Sure, they may be able to do something better than I can, but that's an opportunity to learn from them. But quit comparing yourself to other people. They have their gifts, and I want to learn from those. I learned from Ty. I learned from Sean. I learned from uh, as many people as I can. I'm always looking for an opportunity to learn. But I need to quit, and you need to quit comparing yourself with other people. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, the Apostle Paul is writing, and he said, But he said to me, and this is, he's saying, This is what Jesus said to me. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. If you think it's easy to stand up here in front of cowboys on the front row, the third row, the fourth row, the back row, on the left side, in the middle, on the right, and stand up here and tell you how horrible I roped, you're mistaken. That is very, very hard to do. But I thank God that, that God can take some weak parts of my life and not only teach me a lesson, but a lesson that I can pass on to y'all. God's power is made perfect in our weakness. Discouragement happens when we believe that our imperfections are greater than God's perfection. Think about that. Don't we think that sometimes, that our imperfections are greater than God? I can't do this. I'm just going to give up. I'm going to get discouraged. I'm going to take my horse. I'm going you know, to slide out of that saddle, tie her to a post, tie him to a post, and I'm going to go over here where nobody's watching me that I know what I'm doing. I want to get back into my comfort zone because I'm scared that everybody's looking at me, that everybody's making fun of me. I can't do this as well as they can. You know what? Cut that out. The devil is going to try to discourage you, and if you are discouraged, you are not having the joy of Christ in you. And I have never seen anybody come to know our Lord and Savior because somebody was, well, I just I hate my life. Yeah, why would anybody want that? Why would anybody want that? You want a cowboy cure for discouragement? Don't give up. The second thing is that I learned is not to lean over. Don't lean over. Now, what does that mean? Set up tall in the saddle of life. Your body language can override your emotions. And, and think about that. Have you ever noticed that? A lot of times you know something's wrong with somebody before they even open their mouth because they're just like this. They're all leaned over. I mean, just the weight of the world is on them, and they're just walking around. You know, you, you don't, and isn't it crazy that the first thing we always ask somebody is, how are you doing? And with those people, you're like, what can I ask? Because I really don't want to hear it. <laughs> I like your dog. You know, you just don't want, I mean, come on. If you're feeling discouraged, number one, don't give up. Number two, don't lean over. Come on. 
Set your shoulders back. Keep your head up tall and walk through life. You would be amazed at what standing up straight and walking with your chin up, I didn't say your nose up, keeping your chin up will do for you. Your body language can override your emotions because if you just let, if you're already feeling discouraged, if you're already feeling like you've given up and, and you lean over and just walk, it's just going to get worse. I mean, it's like being stuck and you just keep spinning your tires. You're just digging yourself into a hole. The second thing, lean on God, not your problems. I mean, isn't that what we do? How much easier it is, is it for us to focus on what we can't do than what God can do. I mean, it's amazing how, uh, how morbid of a race we are. We will find a problem and we will laser beam focus it on it all the time. And what happens when we do that? We start giving up. We start unsaddling our horse. We're like, we can't do this anymore. You start walking around all hunched over, leaned over, dragging your feet, letting not thinking positively, not looking at the good things in life. Philippians 4.13, I think that everybody, most people have heard this. If you haven't heard this before, memorize this. This is fantastic. It's one of the, the most famous verses in, in all of, of that good book. Philippians 4.13, and it says this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Think about that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That does not mean that you can do everything. It means that if you trust in Jesus, that he's going to use you in ways that you never dreamed. Now, you would be surprised that I said this verse. When was that, Monday? I said this verse. I was like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And the loop fell off. But he used it, did he not? Because yeah, I, I told Dell this morning, I said, I told you it was a six-month mourning period, but God only gave me six days to mourn it. And, and it's amazing how I, I looked in the Bible, I searched the Bible, I prayed, God, please give me another sermon. And he's like, nope, nope, you got to preach this one. I, it's hard, I don't want to do that. And he goes, I don't care. My power is made perfect in your weakness. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you know what I've been doing? I've been... Saddling back up. I've been walking with my head up. I am not, my self-worth is not based upon my roping in a branding pen. My self-worth is in Jesus Christ who died for me. I was worthy enough that they didn't drag him to the cross kicking and screaming. He pushed them aside and he went and he laid down on it. And if you think they had to pull his hand out on the edge, he laid it out there for them. My self-worth is in my Savior, not in my roping. Discouragement is what happens when we trade Jesus' strength for our own selfish pride. Think about that. At the root of everything I'm talking about today isn't God, unfortunately. It was my pride. I was worried about what other people were going to think. I wasn't, when I, when I did the side-by-side -side comparison, I came up lacking. But that doesn't mean that I'm lacking. Maybe it just means I need some practice. Don't give up. Don't get off. Don't lean over. And the third thing I learned was what Dale told me. Get your horse moving. Get moving. Because I was, I was pretty much, I wasn't, everything that I thought was going wrong, that actually wasn't the problem. I was actually doing pretty good. I just wasn't getting my horse moving. Or if I did get my horse moving, if you'll trot a little bit, and this is what Clint told me, he said, trot and get that calf knocked down, then he can't kick out of it. And I just needed somebody to, to encourage me to not get off, to quit leaning over, 
and to get my horse moving. The greatest revelation of the day. If you if you've just if you've heard a skinny cowboy going blah 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 blah. Listen to this, please. Open your eyes. If your neighbor's asleep, hit them on the leg. Here's the greatest revelation of the day. You can quote me on this, okay? Here it is. If you're not moving, you're standing still. I came up with that. I kept, by myself. By myself. I was sitting at my kitchen table and it was just like, oh. if you're not moving, you're standing still. That's powerful stuff right there. Let's go to Lord in prayer. <laughs> you know what? You'll never get where you want to be by standing still, honestly. A moving faith can hold on to any dream. And, and, and that, that was just it. I was trying to get all of this stuff accomplished without going anywhere. I mean, we have to step out in faith. And if you're feeling discouraged, if it just seems like that old devil has got that two by four out and he is just a whooping on you, right and left, up and down, and you just want to quit. You just want to get off. Don't give up. And when you don't give up, set those shoulders back. I'm not saying walk around like you're better than everybody else, but set those shoulders back. Lift that chin up and know that you are not, your self-worth does not come from what you can or cannot do, but what Jesus did. You can stand up and you can walk out in faith. Because that's what you're going to have to do. Because too many people are just, I mean, they're, they're, they think they got it, they, they're discouraged, but they don't go nowhere. They sit there and keep trying the same thing. They lean over. They're trying to rope life's problems or, or their dreams or whatever, and, and they just seem to be kicking out of them all the time or, or jumping forward or something else gets in the way. Just when we think we have it, we don't. And why we don't is because we're not moving. If you want to get away from where you're at today, you got to move. Because if you're not moving, you're standing still. Yeah, I'm going to wear that out. Yeah, let's make some shirts. If you're not moving, you're standing still. Long X Ranch. Free branding lessons by Kevin Weatherby. In Exodus chapter 14, verse 15, I love this. Now you have to picture, okay? Moses, all the plagues have happened. Pharaoh said, you know what, the Israelites can go. I'm sick of this. They march out of Egypt and they get up to the Red Sea. And suddenly Pharaoh says, you know what, I changed my mind. Let's go kill them all. And so they got Pharaoh's army coming this way. They got a whole Red Sea this way. And what were they doing? They were crying out to God, Oh God, please save us. What are we going to do, God? Did you just leave us here? Did you bring us here to die in the desert, God? Oh God, oh God, oh God. Listen to his reply. Why are you calling out to me for help? Tell the Israelites to move forward. Amen. <laughs> I mean, l l let, me, let, me, let me paraphrase that for you. God says, shut up, get going. I mean, there's a time for prayer. I'm not saying that. Of course we need to cry out to God. Of course we need to pray. But do it while you're moving your feet. You know, I mean, I think that most people, they just, they, they want to be delivered and, and the power of prayer is awesome. But just like Ty will tell you, just like Sean will tell you, just like I was told on Monday, God works with movement. 
Movement produces results. And even if you have to get moving, maybe that's moving by just staying in the saddle. Go somewhere. Don't just sit there and wallow. Pick your shoulders up. Quit leaning over. Quit acting all discouraged. Get moving. The answer to every prayer awaits those who ride out in faith, not those that marinate on the couch of their own inabilities. Did you hear that? The answer to every prayer awaits for those who ride out in faith, not those that marinate on the couch of their own inabilities. I had somebody ask me one time, they said, man, you know, you've got all these stories about getting bucked off, how you can't rope, and this happened, and this happened, a cow jerked your, horse off, or jerked your saddle off your horse, and man, you're just a walking wreck. Well, maybe that's true. I wasn't sitting on the couch, though. I was moving, and I'm learning, and I'm growing. What about you? Are you just sitting on the couch waiting for... Did you think that the passage of time is somehow going to change who you are? It's not going to happen. God is telling you, why are you crying out to me? Get moving forward. I can work with movement. If you want to hold on to your dreams, if you want to get to where I want you to be, you've got to step out in faith and trust me. And I'm not talking about jumping out in front of God. Or, or going in the wrong way. Just having faith that He is going to lead you to where He wants you to be. We talked about the three lessons that I learned about not giving up. Staying in that saddle. Even, even when you don't want to. Stay saddled up. Don't lean over. I mean, sit up tall. Act like. Even if you don't feel like it, act like it. You know, kind of that fake it till you make it. You'd be surprised at... at you know, your mouth may be saying something, but if your body language says something else, it ain't going to work. It's like pressing the gas and hitting the brake at the same time. Just makes a lot of smoke and get moving. Whatever you're trying to do, you, you may seem like you're just doing the same thing over and over and over and not expecting any results. Try doing that thing while moving, while going forward towards what God is calling you to do, who God is telling you to be. Well, that's all good, preacher. All of that is, is fantastic. Hey, that's good. That's good. Let's get some shirts made, right? How do we apply this to our lives? Now, we're, we're going to close in about 30 minutes. So, no, not really. Not really. I asked Dale after it was over. I said, man, what can I do? Because, I mean, I, I don't have 70 calves to practice on, you know? I, I mean, I don't. I, I don't have 70 calves to put in a pen. I don't have one calf to put in a pen to where I can go up there and rope it and, and let that rope slide through my hand and go to the horn and, and get proficient at this. I said, what do I do, Dale? And he said, you know what? You talk about Clyde Boljack, Lane, Leland, Gracie, Olivia, all these kids. He said, they're that good. You know why they're that good? I said, why? And he said, because they carry a rope with them everywhere they go. They rope the dog. They rope the planter. They rope the tree. I was informed by my wife that I could not rope her, that that would end up negatively. Let's pray she has grace for when I forget that. He said, carry a rope with you everywhere you go, everything you do. For an hour last night in that cold wind, I stood out there on a sawhorse, loop after loop after loop after loop after loop. And it wasn't just yesterday that I did that. It was the day before that I did that. If I was walking to the pens to feed, I had a rope in my hand. And I was roping this, and I was roping that, and I was roping this, and I was roping that. Because the only way you will get better is to practice. And if you are feeling discouraged in your life, 
I promise you, just listening to a sermon is not going to change anything in your life. You are going to have to put this into practice. You are going to have to tell yourself, I am going to tow that left stirrup. I am going to get back on because my horse has been tied up to that gate for so long the gate has grown through the reins. Maybe that's tree. But anyway, you're going to have to get back on. You're going to have to lift your head up, put those shoulders back, and walk around like you mean it. And you're going to have to get moving. And this, I promise you, this is not going to come easy. Most of you are going to probably, when you try this, most of you are going to look like I looked in the Brandon pen. It's probably going to look miserable, but it'll look better when you practice. When you get up in the morning, tell yourself, I'm going to saddle up today. I'm going to put my shoulders back. I'm not going to lean over. And I'm going to walk out in faith that God has got me and He is leading me even when I can't see Him, hear Him, or smell Him. I'm going to walk out in faith. I'm going to get moving. Practice, practice, practice. Don't give up. Okay. I've never done this before, and this is the very, 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 very end. And we'll quit if you do what I tell you to do. Okay? I am so adamant about this sermon. I want y'all to do something. I want y'all to repeat after me. Don't give up. Don't lean over. Get moving. I want to give the ranch a cow. We thank you for your donation. <laughs>